Desert Word Center. How is everybody on this beautiful December Sunday morning? Amen. What a good day to be in the house of the Lord together. Who knows that it is the most wonderful time of the year as we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's hear it for Jesus today. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Get excited for Jesus. Amen. Well, uh, we got a lot going on, of course, over these next few weeks. But as a gift to you, um, at the Christmas party a couple weeks ago, somebody gifted me uh, with an entire stack of cards that contain Christmas dad jokes. Christmas dad jokes. And, you know, I, I don't want to be selfish. I want to share some with you. And so if you would uh, just humor me this morning, we've got some good ones for you. And I'm not going to do them all at once, but I do have a question for you. What do you get when you cross a bell with a skunk? Jingle smells. Come on, somebody. Amen. All right. There it is. There it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll stick to my day job. We'll just put these away for now. Uh, let's go ahead and stand up together this morning. Amen. I apologize, but I can't promise that there's not more coming. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to open up this morning by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America who believes that our nation is coming to Jesus. Amen. We're going to keep doing this. Let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a few minutes, just like we always do, to do a little meet and greet time. So go find somebody, give them a high five, fist bump, handshake. People like hugs these days, I found out. So just make sure everybody gets some love today. Let's go.
My wife's on her way up, but I've got time to squeeze one more in for you if you're interested. <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, what do we got here? What do we got here? Okay, uh, um, what do you call, oh, here it is, you gotta look. What do you call a bunch of boasting chess players in a hotel lobby? Chestnuts boasting in an open foyer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, all right. I have the courtesy laugh, I get it. It, it wasn't that good. It wasn't good. Okay. Merry right. Christmas. Welcome to church. We love you, Pastor Day. I try. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't only just save this for you. We get it all the time. We love him. We love him. Well, while we're on silly Christmas things, um, there's a funny thing happening to our home at Christmas. Yes. We're being gnomed. Yes. So, and it's one of you guys. I know yeah. that, but I still know which one of you it is. So he has no idea what's going on, <laughs> but systematically our yard is being filled with gnomes. Every morning I wake up and there's an additional gnome in my yard. There's like 20 gnomes in my yard right now. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's one of you. I get that. I just don't know which one of you it is. So. It's a great time. Yeah, it's just cool. funny. No it's place funny. like gnome. Amen. Oh my. It's another dad joke. Praise God. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, this week is busy because, you know, December is just always busy. So there's a few things going on. First and foremost, back by popular demand, there are T-shirts now available yeah. in the bookstore. Woo. Yes. They are $15 each plus tax. They're taxable because they're coming from the bookstore. So don't hate us over the sales tax, okay? Mm -hmm. Just part of life. Um, next week is our Christmas service. Yeah. Right? Next week is our Christmas service. So while I'm telling you the rest of what's happening this week, I'm going to pass this to a gray-shirted usher somewhere. And um, the ushers Dave have... beat you. Oh, Dave, you're quick, man. Look at that. <laughs> wow. So uh, the ushers have invitations for the Christmas service, and they're going to give one to at least one to each household here because i know everybody here is going to invite somebody to church next week to hear the gospel about jesus am i right yes. am i right amen yes. all right so here they come they're going to give you an invitation invite somebody next week amen our children's program is next week as well so parents make sure that we're paying attention to that and family invite the rest of the families perfect invitation right yeah. obligate them to come on christmas we'll get them saved we'll let them know that church is not terrifying it's yeah. just funny and it's a good time yeah it's a good time you know yeah. <laughs> this is what heaven's gonna be like amen yeah right uh <laughs> <laughs> he says no he says no some well, portions of this we'll start with what's happening today and move through the rest of the rest of the week tonight is our premarital class tonight yes. and on monday night six to eight so those of you who are thinking about getting married who are engaged or who are not married, but ought to be married. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, if you've signed up, the packets that you need are at the information booth. Miss Kathy has them. So do not leave today without that packet. You will need it filled out before, not all of it, but you'll need a good portion of it filled out before you come tonight. Mm -hmm. The class will be in victory and childcare is provided. Yes. So make sure that you come early enough to get your kids checked in and then you'll get to hear all about marriage yes. and our marriage. Amen. And it's a fun time. It is. It's, it's a good, good time. Also, Friday is our Christmas yes. concert with our good Amen. friend Laura Cook. Woo. 
So Reverend Tony Cook's daughter, who is basically a stand-up comedian and also just so happens to sing really, really well, is going to come and do a Christmas concert for us. And we would love to have you there and whoever else you would like to bring. It is free. So just come and have a good time with us this Friday, 7 o'clock. Yes. And again, Sunday is our Christmas service. Yes. Christmas program, children's program. And make sure that you invite as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. Also, next Sunday is the last Sunday for the Greater Hope That's Toy Drive. That's Wednesday. It's been Wednesday. Wednesday. <gasps> this oh. Wednesday night. Yeah. Okay, so this Sunday is your last Sunday, and then you got Wednesday. Wednesday. But yes. anyway, those of you who have procrastinated a little bit like I have, and your kids are like, I want to give toys to other kids. <laughs> and you said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, this is the week, okay? So you got three days, today, Monday, and Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? So make sure we get some toys in there for greater hope. The Christmas candlelight service is going to be on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So here's how Christmas Eve is going to go. Number one, Christmas Eve is the day before we celebrate Jesus' birthday. Mm-hmm. And so you can't skip church on the day that's about him, you right. know? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So we're not skipping Sunday morning. We'll be here Sunday morning. Yeah. And we presume you and all of your family will have eaten your Christmas Eve cinnamon roll breakfast and ready to come in and worship the Lord, right? So we'll have 10 a.m. normal service, and then 6 p.m. will be our candlelight service. 6 p.m., no child care. We're all going to be together. You can dress up, dress down. Just make sure that your whole family is together and that they come and enjoy our candlelight service together and that we honor Christ before his birthday. Yes, amen. Um, Don't forget, as you leave services, there are little white bags, Mm -hmm. um, gift bags, that are blessing bags from the Enriched Food Pantry at Midtown. Mm -hmm. And those are for us to take out on Sundays. So us as a church family, you just grab one, take it with you, and you go find someone in need to be able to give it to and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, can you wave at me? Yeah. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Our welcome team would like to give you some information about our church. And if you take that info card back to the information booth before you leave, they also have a gift for you that we would like to bless you with today. We're so glad that you're with us. Amen. All right. What a good uh, what a good time of year again uh, for us to be together worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. What's up? Okay. Oh, and oh, I'm seeing something. Look at this. Miss Melinda uh, is letting us know that for the month of December, everything in the bookstore is 20% off. Okay. 20% off. So that's really awesome. There's some great Bibles, books, and everything else in there. Uh, so that is a great, great way uh, to give somebody the word of God this Christmas season. Amen. All right. I'm going to have Mrs. Pastor come on up for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. So who knows what time it is? Amen, because God loves a cheerful giver. And so we get cheerful when we get a chance to give back into the kingdom of God. Amen. If you need an envelope, raise your hand and the ushers will get one to you. Well, good morning, everybody. Are you happy? Do you know it? Say amen. Say it louder. Are you awake? All right, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Okay, well, praise the Lord. This morning, in addition to our regular tithes and offerings, we are taking up a special 
Christmas offering for, for Pastors Dave and Katie and their family. So if you two would stand up for a minute. And I'm going to talk about uh, honoring them. So one way to honor them is to stand up in, in their presence and clap for them. As a, as a sign of thank you, I honor you, I appreciate you, you're awesome, we love you, thank you for all your work, hallelujah. You may be seated. That's one way to honor them. But I want to tell you another way to honor them. If you look up First uh, Timothy chapter 5, verse 17 in the New King James, says this, let the elders, that in this case, that means pastors who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine, which they do. So um, think about that scripture for a minute, and I want to talk to you about several ways that you can give into their offering in addition to your tithes and offerings today. Um, you can write a word of encouragement or thanks to them on your offering envelope and write on it that it's to them if you didn't bring a greeting card. You can give by debit card if you take one of these envelopes and write your information. There's a little spot down there for your, your debit giving. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or you can give online. Uh, the website is hdwc.org. Click under giving and click the words guest speaker. So those are ways that you can do that. So I'm going to go back to the scripture here. It says that they're worthy of double honor. Well, why double honor? Well, number one, the word comes across this pulpit that changes your life. A lot of you used to be losers, but you learned how much Jesus loves you. You learn about his word that gives you complete and total victory in every situation in your life. How many can testify to that? Amen. So you don't have to be defeated. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be discouraged. You don't have to be downtrodden, etc. You can have victory through Jesus, through the Word of God. And that Word is taught from this pulpit. Number two, they're worthy of double honor because the weight of the ministry is upon their shoulders. And if you're not a pastor of a church, you have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm going to try to tell this to you. How many of you have had, have or have had problems in your own, in your family? Everybody in this whole place, you know, you're not raising your hand. You've had some kind of problem in your life. Or have, you skipped, or have you skimmed through life with no problems? How many of you have skimmed through life with no problems? I'll ask that question. Nobody. So that means that all of us have had some kind of problems in our life or in our family. Uh, well, do you enjoy having problems? Are problems a fun thing? You guys are too quiet. Do you enjoy having problems? Thank you. Now you're awake. Okay, well. Multiply that by about 300 or so people, and those people become Pastor Dave and Katie's problems too. Your problems become their problems. They're not supposed to carry your problems around and, and become depressed and all that kind of stuff. They're supposed to help you get to the victory area of it. But I'm telling you about that weight of the ministry. Uh, the weight of the ministry... Um, Decisions about problems, you know, sometimes problems arise. And so they've got the weight of the ministry of how are we going to handle this problem? Are there other problems in the ministry? The weight of the ministry, meaning building and maintenance issues. The air conditioner goes out. 
You know, the lights go off, the, the, the water, we got a leak, we got a leak in the parking lot, you know. There's always building, building issues. That's the way to the ministry. The way to the ministry, do we have enough people in the ministry of helps to make this place go? That's the way to the ministry. Because sometimes we're short workers, but that's the way to the ministry. The way to the ministry is Midtown Chapel. You know, that's, a, that's you know, those of you who have been here, you know that this, this whole other campus has been given to High Desert Word Center, basically. And that's a way. We have to do legal stuff. We have all, to do all kinds of stuff. Never been down this road before. Never been this way before. How do you do this? Through the Holy Ghost, but it's a way to the ministry. Another way to the ministry, the children's wing. You know, we're working on getting a children's wing built in this, in this, in this, in addition to this property here. It's going to be a big deal. And guess what? We're going to pay cash for it. Amen. Which means that, well, well, Chuck was, we were talking to Chuck the other day and we were talking about building plans. And I, we, I said, okay, so how much do you think this building is going to cost? And he says about $758,000. Well, do we have $758,000? No, we have $10,000 in that fund for that thing. But guess what? The Lord is going to provide. Amen. But that's a wait. Okay. Not only that, but they are people too. Do you notice that they have bodies and flesh and blood? And they're, they're people too. They're not God Jr. They're people too. They have a marriage. They have four children. They have a foster a daughter that lives with them. And Katie's mother lives with them. So do you think that, the, you know, think about your own home. Well, they've got their home as well. And we have to be considerate of their time with their family and their children and their home. Amen. So... They aren't, to me, they aren't just worthy of double honor. They're worthy of about triple honor or something. So we are going to receive an offering for them this morning. Uh, Which bucket? Oh, the one, (laughs) that one. Okay, the one in the middle, uh, right there, Robert has it. So in it, your tithes and offerings go on the buckets on the side, and um, you're giving into uh, Pastor Dave and Katie's Christmas offering. It goes in that bucket right there. Okay, so let's stand up. And we'll say our financial faith confession. All right. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, Checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Feel free to come up front and worship with us at the altar. In his presence today.
You know, we're singing this song here, and, and it's just such a picture of what the Bible tells us in Revelation that heaven is going to be like. We're kneeling at the throne of God, singing and crying out, holy, holy, holy. And, uh, you know, there's a different realm when you can enter into worshiping the Lord. And I know for some people, it's kind of a level of maturity when, you know, a lot of the, we like a lot of the praise songs that talk about how much God has done for you, how much God is going to do for you. I love those songs. They're awesome. But a lot of people never can cross the, the, the line into worship. A worship song has got nothing to do with you. It's got only to do with worshiping Jesus and telling him just how good he is. Amen. How much you love him. And, and, uh, and, and I love that. 
And that's what we're doing here is we're worshiping, crying out, holy, holy, holy. That's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> that's all about Jesus. And I encourage you, amen, that uh, if you're going to go to a higher level in your maturity and in your Christian life and in your faith, you'll get to this place where you can sing a worship song. And it's got nothing to do about, you know, how much you need and want and what God can do for you. It's just about how much you love him simply because you love him. Amen. And Jesus, let's give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 4 that the time is coming when the true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's my aim in life. I want to worship him in spirit and in truth because I understand I could never pay him back for what he's done for me. I, I, I just couldn't. I'm going to try my best to do everything I can for him. But I do want to thank him and worship him and just lift his name on high every single day. Amen. Let's raise our hands one more time this morning. And you're like, well, I don't believe in that. Well, the Bible believes in it. So get over it. Amen. Raise your hands today. Hallelujah. And let's surrender to him. Jesus, we love you and we thank you, Lord. You have been so good to us, better than we could ever even deserve. We know that uh, we're, we're not getting to heaven uh, because of how good we've been. It's because of how good you are, Lord. And we thank you for your goodness and mercy and endures forever. And Lord, as we lift your name on high today, we pray you would have your way in this service. Lord, say what needs to be said, do what needs to be done. And I thank you that our lives will change to be more like you so we can bring you glory, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today. Amen. Let's give him some praise today. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You can make your way to your seats. And while you're doing it, why don't you give someone a great big high five. Amen. Say, hey, you look pretty good today. Well, maybe you shouldn't say that. I don't want to cross any lines here. All right. Never mind. If it's your wife or your husband, you can say that. But other than that, don't say it. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, what a great day to be in the house of the Lord together. Amen. We're going to be getting into God's word today. If you need an outline for the sermon and you didn't get one on the way in, you can raise your hand. The ushers will get one to you kind of help you follow along with the message today. It's got the scriptures on there and uh, some of the main points that we're going to be making. So it kind of helps you to follow along with that. But we have started a Christmas series called Mighty God. Mighty God. That is our Christmas series uh, for this year as we're studying the word in the month of December. And who knows that we do serve a mighty God. You know that, right? We don't serve some wimp. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Well, well, you know, uh, our God is not a wimp. He, he's not a loser. He is mighty and he can do anything. You know today that with God, all things are possible. Someone ought to say amen today. I can tell that we're going to warm you guys up a little bit, but it's going to be a good day, man. Because oh, we're going to be talking about some stuff today that just, it fires me up. If I'm the only one that gets excited, I can live with that. But it's going to be a good one. So let's open our Bibles this morning to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Amen. 
And we're going to look here at verse 6, Isaiah 9 and verse 6. And this is uh, what we're basing this series off of. This was written about 700 years before Jesus was actually born to Mary. And I love, uh, there's several spots in Isaiah where he prophesied and told us all about Jesus before Jesus was ever even born yet. And so it's incredible. It's called a messianic prophecy. So Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, and this is, uh, Isaiah is prophesying, predicting uh, that a Savior would come and rescue the people of Israel, a savior would come to save the world. And it's, it's incredible that he nailed it on the head. He called it out before it ever even happened and told us what this savior would be. Isaiah chapter nine and verse six, it says, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. And everyone's like, wait, pump the brakes. Did you say a child is born to us? We're not interested in a child. We're looking for a hero. We're looking for a warrior. We're looking for a military man. And and the Bible said, no, no, a child. I'm going to give you a baby. And they're like, what? Nobody saw this coming. And then it says the government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called. Here it is. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And I've known Jesus for, you know, most of my life. And I know a lot of you have known Jesus for a long time too. Amen. And the more you get to know him, the more that you can say amen to every single one of those names right there. Who knows that he is a wonderful counselor. Amen. You need some counseling. There it is. Go to Jesus. Amen. Him, the Holy Spirit will set you straight. He is the mighty God. And I know you're too late to tell me that he's not mighty. He healed me of leukemia when I was a kid. Amen. I was crippled. I couldn't take two steps. And he put, uh, he put strength back in my legs where I could walk again. And so you can't tell me now he don't heal no more. I would have to say you are a liar. I would tell you that to your face. God does heal. Jesus does heal. He is the mighty God, and he's already done too much for me. Amen? And he is the everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. You will never have more peace in your life than you will if you've got Jesus Christ on the inside of you. Can we get an amen for Jesus today? Amen? And so... You know, I, I like to listen to Christmas carols, uh, not just in December. You can ask my children. I'll fire them up in July just and pretend that it's December. But one of the older Christmas carols that we actually still sing today is one of my favorites. It's called, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Do you know this song? Amen. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. All right. And so... Uh, but this song, it's incredible. It was written in the 15th century. But my favorite line of the whole song, it says, Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. And you know that Jesus came to save you from Satan's power? You know that, right? That, yeah, Satan, he, he's got some power. We understand that. And I'm going to explain this a little bit. But you, as a child of God, have been saved and set free from the power of Satan. Amen? And it's because Jesus came. 
Amen. And set you free from Satan's power. And so this little baby that was born, we're celebrating it a couple thousand years later. He came and he grew up and literally saved the entire world from Satan's power. Anybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you understand how true, if you get it, all right? If you, if you get this revelation that Jesus came to save you from Satan's power, I promise you it is tidings of comfort and joy. It'll bring some joy to your heart. It'll put a smile on that face today. Amen. If you get this in your heart. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to get into this. We've got two points for you today, and I want you to pay attention. I've got a lot of verses that I'm going to, I don't know if we put them on the outline. They're going to be on the screen, um, but we got a lot of verses here. So number one today is this. Point number one is Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus Christ came to earth to destroy the works of the devil. And I want to show you a powerful verse here. 1 John 3 and verse 8. Let's go. Who's excited today? 1 John 3 and verse 8. And you, this is, this is such a powerful uh, word that we're going to be studying today. You've got to get a hold of this. Because there's literally no reason for you as a child of God to be going around down, defeated, depressed, losing. There's no need for that. Jesus came, amen, and made a way for you. Jesus came. So 1 John 3, we're going to look here at verse 8, 1 John 3 and verse 8. Interesting verse. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. I mean, this isn't my point, but that's a very valid statement right there because I know people that continuously, unrepentantly keep on living in sin and then want to say that they belong to Jesus. Hey, we all, we all sin. We all make mistakes. But when you continuously, repeatedly keep doing that and you ain't even interested in changing, no, you belong to the devil. Pastor Dave's mean. No, Pastor Dave reads the Bible. Amen. First John 3, verse 8. When you keep on sinning, it shows that you belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But here's the good news today. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Someone should say amen today. Hallelujah. He came to destroy the works of the devil. This is a powerful statement right there because the source of all the evil we see in the world today is the devil you can't spell devil without evil huh look it up amen and so i'm telling you that the source of the evil you see in the world today the source is the devil but unfortunately god gets blamed all the time for things that the devil did you ever see something like that? Some tragedy happens. Some disaster happens. Well, God has his reasons, brothers. I'm like, what? You're going to blame God for that? God didn't have anything to do with that. That was the devil working through people that are controlled by him. Because if they keep on sinning, it says they belong to the devil anyway. And you're going to pin that on God? God didn't do that. And we see this all the time. Or, well, God did that to teach them a lesson. No, no, no. 
There, there's no truth in that statement at all. And, you know, I like something that Brother Kenneth Hagin said a long time ago. Uh, he was telling a story about a, a pastor friend of his. His church, unfortunately, burned down. And this pastor was like, I don't know why God burned my church down. We were trying our best for him. And Brother Hagin said, God's not out there burning churches down. He's out there building churches up. Amen. And so in your life, when evil things may happen, don't sit there and say, I don't know why God did this to me. I don't know. God didn't do that to you. Amen. He's a good father. He wants the best for his children. And a question that I hear a lot is, well, if God is in control, then why did this happen? Explain that. Well, we can explain that too. You need to know today that God is not in control of everybody on planet earth. If God had controlled everybody and every decision they made, he'd make you be nice to everybody, but you're not. Wait, oh, sorry, I said, I said the quiet part out loud. Okay, if, if God just made everybody do exactly what they needed to do, you would show up on time to things. I'll go say it again. Okay, so listen, God is only in control of people who submit their lives to him. Amen. When you, ah, whenever you submit your life to Jesus, then he's got some control in your life. But he didn't create a bunch of robots that he's going to program and make you do every single thing right and only follow him. He gave you free will. That's why the Bible repeatedly tells us to choose who we will serve. It's a choice. If it wasn't, then everybody would be a perfect born again Christian, serving Jesus, loving everybody, doing nothing but good all the time. But clearly that's not the case. Here's a verse that may be on the screen. I don't know. Uh, Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19. Check this verse out. It says, today I have given you the choice. Somebody say choice. Between life and death, between blessings and curses, oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. So in your life, the the choice between life and death, blessings and curses, who gets a choice in that? I, uh, we just read it, so this isn't a trick question. Uh, let's try this again. You got come on, guys, help me out here today. Help me out. Okay, so let's try this again. The, the, so when it comes to life and death, blessings and curses, who gets some sort of a choice in the matter? Yeah, and it even tells you the choice to make. It says, choose life. I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, we would have a test and it would make, it may give you multiple, uh, choices, but it never told me which one to pick. The Bible gives you some multiple choices and it says, Hey, choose life. That's the right answer to this. And so for you today, for you, where you're at right now, December, 2023, you've got a choice before you life and death, blessings and curses. And here's the right thing to choose choose life so that you and your descendants might live your decision on how you will treat Jesus, how you will accept Jesus and his word into your life will not only affect you, it will will affect your descendants. Do you know that today? You have got 
a big choice to make. And something else that you need to realize, and I'll just throw this verse up there, is that Satan is currently the God of this world. Don't say that. That No, the Bible says that. And we're like, well, why does all these bad things happen? Because Satan is currently the God of this world. And, uh, and that's the Bible fact. It's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, it says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Now, if you look at that verse, God is not capitalized. It's a lowercase g in every translation of the Bible. Why is that? Because Satan is not the Almighty, the Creator, the Everlasting Father, but unfortunately, he is currently the lowercase g, God of this world, because God put Adam in charge and said, you know, subdue this place, man, run this place. And Adam, what did he do? He sold it all out to the devil. Amen. He sold out his rights to the devil. And, and, and because of that, all mankind has been born into sin generation after generation under the power of the enemy. But something really incredible happened about 2000 years ago in a little tiny town called Bethlehem. Bethlehem, a little town of Bethlehem. Yeah, listen, a savior came to deliver you and to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And so if there is works of the devil taking place in your life, Jesus is the answer. He'll destroy the works of the devil. Look, let's turn to this verse, John 10, verse 10. John 10, verse 10. Now, if you've been at this church very long, you better know this verse already. This is, this is on speed dial around here. John 10 and verse 10, and a whole lot of you could quote this verse with me, but you got to get this revelation in your heart or you will have a lot of confusion in your life. John 10 and verse 10. And we'll read this in the New King James. John 10, verse 10. It tells us that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. What does the thief come to do? All right. And so Jesus said, but I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Does the thief, does the devil ever give you life and life more abundantly? Never. That's against what he does. Uh, does, does Jesus come to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you? No, that's not what he does. And unfortunately, a lot of people have it so twisted that they think Jesus is the source of their problems when he's actually the answer to their problems. I don't know why you keep doing this to me. He's so, no, 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 no. He is the answer to your problems. He's not the cause of them. And yet the devil, we already saw in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, he's the God of this world. He blinds people's minds. And so literally, people can be so blinded, and it's obvious. Have you ever known somebody that they're wrong and everybody knows it but them? I'm not, it's not a trick question. They're dead wrong. Everybody can see it but them. And, 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 you know, sometimes we get frustrated, like, my gosh, why can't they see it? Well, somebody that's under the control of the enemy, he has them blinded to the truth of the gospel. And they, they may think that, man, this is real life over here. If I go this way, I'm living now. No, no, no. That's a lie from the devil. He never gives you life. 
He destroys life. Jesus gives us life and life more abundantly. Don't ever think that straying away from him will lead you to a more satisfying life. It will not. Has anybody found that out in here today? Come on, I know you guys. We've been around a while. I know you found that out. I found that out that the enemy is a liar and he has nothing good in him. And so this is on your outline. Anything that is stealing, killing, or destroying in your life is the works of the devil. Anything that is stealing, killing, or destroying in your life is the works of the devil. If you're being stolen from in your family, your marriage, your job, your health, your money, your joy, your peace, you don't need to sit there and wonder if God's sitting there just destroying your life to get a good laugh out of you. He doesn't do that. He's a good father. It's the thief doing that. One more verse, we'll just quote it, but I told you we're just going through a lot of verses today. Acts 10, 38. You got to know what Acts 10, 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Does Jesus have any power? Oh my gosh. Okay, hold on. Does Jesus have any power today? Yeah, he's got power. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Someone say hallelujah today. Amen. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with power. And so if you have stealing, killing, or destroying going on in your life, I've got good news for you today. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And you need to realize that one thing Satan will do is he will do anything he can to stop people from knowing this truth. He doesn't want people to know that there's power in the name of Jesus. Do you understand? And I know that none of us fully comprehend the level of the power, but do you know today that there is power in the name of Jesus? Oh my goodness. When Jesus was born, the Romans were ruling over Israel, as you know, and the guy in charge of Judea was a Roman king named Herod. And when he heard that a king was being born, he tried his best to get baby Jesus killed. You remember this, right? He's trying to get it squashed, trying to get this, trying to get Jesus killed right from the time he was a baby. You need to know that this was an attack from Satan to stop Jesus from saving you and from destroying the devil's works. He's like, if I can squash this kid from the beginning, I'm good. I can keep rolling. But no, Jesus made it through childhood, right? And he grew up to be that man that saved us from the works of the devil. And all the way from back then to our current day and age, Satan tries to stop the name of Jesus from being preached. You know that, right? He does not want you to use the name of Jesus. Satan hates the name of Jesus. It is a continual reminder that he is defeated, that he has his works have been destroyed by Jesus, and that someday he's getting locked up and thrown away, and they're going to throw away the key, and he is never going to get out. 
Every time you use the name of Jesus, it pokes Satan right in the chest. And so all the time we see, you know, sometimes you see, well, don't, don't say Merry Christmas. Just say Happy Holidays. We don't want it to fit. Listen, listen, the only people that get offended by Christ Mass is the devil and his people. No, nobody cares about that. Seriously? Don't say, no, Happy Holidays holidays don't say and i just saw in iowa i just read this yesterday i think that at the state capitol there was a nativity that some had put up and a christmas tree well the church of the local church of satan got offended so they demanded their rights and they put up a big old statue of the devil like really listen (laughs) that doesn't scare us why because jesus came and destroyed the works of the devil amen i don't care the name of Jesus is the name above every single name. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Number two is this. Jesus gave you authority over the devil. Jesus gave you as a child of God, if you are a born-again Christian, he gave you authority over the devil. And it's real authority, man. It's not just some cute thing we read. It's not pretend. This is real authority. I heard about an office manager that was complaining all the time that uh, that the staff, the people there, uh, didn't respect him at all. And so uh, the next day after that staff meeting, he put a sign on his front office door that says, I'm the boss. I'm like, oh, gee, work for someone like that. And so uh, after lunch, he returned to his office and found that somebody had put a post-it note over his sign. It read, your wife called. She wants her sign back. Uh oh. Okay, well, anyway. Jesus didn't call and say that he wants his authority back from you. He gave it to you. Amen. And we know that he is all power, he is all authority. But I'm going to show you here Luke chapter 10. Let's go there. He gave you the authority, amen, to use his name and to have some authority in life. Luke chapter 10. These are some of my favorite Bible verses right here. Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 17 through 19. Luke 10, verses 17 through 19. Who is excited about Jesus today? Amen. Who's excited that it's his birthday? Yeah. Amen. You know, people are like, uh, I see people that will celebrate their own birthday for a whole week or a whole month, and I'm like, okay. Uh, But... Jesus, hey, I'll celebrate his birthday all year long. (laughs) Amen. I got no problem with that at all. We'll celebrate Jesus all day long, all month long. Hallelujah. All year long. So Luke chapter 10, we're going to look here at verses 17 through 19. It says, when the 72 disciples returned, wait, I thought Jesus had 12 disciples. Well, he had 12, then he had 72 here, and in some other verses, you see that he had even more. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Jesus like, oh my goodness, are you guys serious? I didn't think it would work. Listen to that. Was Jesus surprised that the devil fled at his name? wasn't surprised at all look at this verse 18 yes 
He told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Amen. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. That is some good news right there, people. Hallelujah. That's some really good news. Jesus isn't afraid of the devil. And Jesus isn't surprised when his own name used by believers causes the devil to flee. He's like, yeah, I was there. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. You know that when God kicked the devil out of heaven, it wasn't like, could you please go? You're bugging everybody up here. You're super annoying. It wasn't like trying to evict somebody in modern day California or something where you got to give them five more years of not paying rent. No, no, no. Listen to what happened. When God kicked the devil out of heaven, it was so fast. It was like a flash of lightning. And Jesus said, whoa, what was that? <laughs> well, that was just the devil getting his butt kicked out of heaven for trying to elevate himself to the same level as God. Listen, Jesus saw it happen. And then he said, I'm going to let you use my name. I am giving you the authority over all the works of the devil. That is some awesome, awesome news for us. And, you know, I've talked to religious people. I love religious people. Uh, but some people read that story and be like, yeah, well, you understand. He was talking to the 12 disciples. And I'm like, first of all, no, he wasn't because it said he was talking to the 72. So write that down. And then you also realize that Jesus had more than 12 disciples. We, we know that. And you understand that Jesus still literally has disciples today, right? I believe that I'm one of them. And I believe that you guys are too. If you're submitted to Jesus, not everybody that just says, yeah, I'm a Christian. That doesn't make you a disciple. But the people that begin to really follow him, which I mean, we got a room full of them here. You're a disciple of Jesus, and he has given you authority over all the works of the enemy. Now, when somebody is in charge, they can tell those subject to them what to do. You understand that Satan is subject to you. When you use the name of Jesus, amen, and you really believe it, He's got to flee. James chapter 4 tells us when you submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, he will flee. He will flee. And so I'm going to tell you something on your outline there. You don't have the power physically in and of yourself to stop Satan from doing things. But spiritually, you have the authority to do so. So you don't personally maybe possess the power in and of yourself but hallelujah you do have the authority jesus has the power and he's given you the authority to use his name so question for you you ever been you know going down the road maybe there was a wreck or something like that you ever seen a police officer just standing there holding up their hand, and maybe you've seen, you know, a, a full-blown 18-wheeler come screeching to a halt because an officer of the law has his hand up and says, stop. Does that police officer 
have the power to stop an 18-wheeler? Could he physically stop that thing in his own strength? Unless his name is Nick Alva, he doesn't have that power. Amen. All right. Shout out to Nick. There he goes. Bye. All right. Or Jordan. Yeah, we Jordan. Okay. Other than these two officers, all right? But listen, what he does have is the authority to stop those things because he's got a higher power backing him that if they don't stop, they're going to pay a great big price. Amen. And so listen, maybe there's something going on in your life. You don't have the power to beat the devil up or make him stop in and of yourself. But Jesus has the power and he's given you the authority. So I would say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, hallelujah, I rebuke you, cease and desist. Amen. You've got that level of authority. It's been given to you. You need to know what belongs to you so you can use it. So many Christians don't know this stuff. You got to know what belongs to you so you can use it. I heard a story from Brother Kenneth Hagin once again that he told about this old man who died in the early 1900s in his, you know, beat up, run down apartment in Chicago. And this guy was kind of known to the local neighborhood. Uh, he was a panhandler and everyone kind of knew who he was. He dressed in rags and ate out of the trash can. Well, when he wasn't seen for a few days, people came looking and unfortunately they found that he had died in his apartment. But they, uh, he, he wore kind of a, a, a little pouch, a little bag around his waist. And when they looked in that bag, they found $23,000. This is the early 1900s. I mean, that was probably equal to like a couple hundred thousand dollars now or something. And everybody was like, what? This guy? He could have been staying in the nicest hotel in Chicago. He could have been eating steak. He could have been living a good life for that amount of money at that time period. But yet here he was living in such a bad state. Why was it? Well, he had the goods, but he never used what belonged to him. And so many Christians are getting thumped around, kicked around, bullied in life by the devil. And listen, the price has been paid. You've got the goods from Jesus, but you're not using what belongs to you. Who thinks they should start using what Jesus gave you today? Amen. He gave, he said, use my name. Go ahead, use my name. And the devil has to submit to that. And so I'm challenging you today, right here in the Christmas season, to start using what belongs to you. And in uh, the Bible commentary I like is Matthew Henry's commentary. He points out that in so many places in Scripture, it tells Jesus said, To him that uses well what he already has, more shall be given. And some people are like, well, I just, I don't ever see, you know, I don't ever use any authority and blah, blah, blah. I don't see these things happening in my life. Why don't you start using some of that authority and watch, man. It's like, boom, more things will start happening in your life. To him who uses well what he's already been given, more will be given. Jesus wants you to use the authority in his name. Do you understand the power in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, I have seen the name of Jesus bring the most hardened sinner to their knees, crying, begging for forgiveness when nothing else could. 
I've seen the name of Jesus heal cancer. And, and, and I mean, in so many, uh, you look all around this room, every section, I see people that have been diagnosed with super bad things, but the name of Jesus healed them. I see people that when I met them, they were homeless and, and panhandling. Now they're managers on the job. Why? The name of Jesus. Listen, the name of Jesus is the name above all names. And he said, you can use my name. It's okay. Use my name. And we're going to look at one final passage today. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Hallelujah. Isn't this good news for us? Mark 16. And we're going to look at verses 15 through 18. And this is right before uh, Jesus went back to heaven. And that's where he is today. He's seated at the right hand of God. You've got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you if you're a born-again Christian. But Mark chapter 16, we're going to look at verses 15 through 18. Mark 16, verses 15 through 18. And these are Jesus' instructions to us before he went back up into heaven. So Mark 16 and verse 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who thinks you should be doing that? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Here it goes. In my name. Are you going to go do these things in your own name? In the name of the church? In the name of Billy Graham? No. You're going to do these things in the name of Jesus. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's some powerful instructions from Jesus right there. And again, I've heard people say, this was to the 12 disciples, so don't go blah, 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 blah. No, listen, he said, these signs will follow those who believe. Can I ask today, is there anybody in here who believes in the name of Jesus? You believe? These signs shall follow your life. And I love it, man. The the authority over the enemy that we have. In verse 17, it tells us, in my name, they will cast out demons. Woo! Can you really do that? You can do that. You know, I was thinking of a story, and I'll I'll just say this much. If you have ever doubted, (laughs) uh, if you've ever doubted spiritual authority, or if, if spiritual things are actually real, See the devil get cast out of somebody. That'll change your mind real quick. Wait, does this church believe in that? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely, man. Believe in that. Why? Because it's right here in the Bible. Yeah, but that was back then and here we are today. Listen, Hebrews 13, 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If Jesus was doing it then, Jesus is still doing it right now. Who knows that? Amen? Yeah. One night in uh, 2000, I don't know, I, well, 2004, it had to be 2004, I think. Yeah, three or four, anyway, whatever. It was a long time ago. And, uh, and so uh, we were at our church in Indiana, and I was, I was leading worship that night and uh, just praying. And we, I started singing this song, Oh, the Blood of Jesus. 
you know. Oh, the blood of Jesus, it washes white as snow. And one thing that I have learned, and I've already told you this, is the devil does not like the name of Jesus at all. And so craziest thing that I had seen to that point in my life, I've seen crazier now, but I'm singing this and playing this song. And oh my goodness, out of nowhere, there's this teenage girl in the room she instantly goes nuts, man. Falls on the ground and just starts going all over the place. I mean, yelling and growling. And I'm like, what in the world? I hadn't seen this before. But thank God, my dear mother, mom, raise your hand. <laughs> Mama, mom, she knows what to do. She chases this girl down and jumps on top of her and says, in the name of Jesus, come out. And all of a sudden, this this sweet teenage girl just stopped and she was at peace and she was calm and she was set free from the devil that night that stuff scares me no don't be scared of that amen i love to see people delivered from the enemy and delivered from the power of the devil and so many christians have no idea that they've got this authority in the name of jesus but you've got the authority to cast out devils to lay hands on the sick to speak with new tongues it even says to take up serpents now i've never done that one i don't have any desire to do that but i'm just saying listen you can do all these things why in the name of jesus because you've got authority in his name. What are we talking about today? We're talking about we serve a mighty God. And that's not just some cute phrase, not just some sweet little thing we say. For some people it is. They, they don't get it and they don't know it. And I comprehend that there are people in this room that do not get what I'm saying right now. But for some people that will get the revelation in their heart. He's a mighty God with God. Amen. And it, it, is, it crushes me that so many people will not get this. Why? Because the Lord said to Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. You got this. Amen. From the spirit of God. And until, until everybody here, until people get it in their hearts, some of you get this. When you get the revelation, this doesn't come from just head knowledge, understanding it like, okay, I finally get it now. No, you've got to get this. You've got to get this from heaven. I'm telling you right now, whatever it is you're facing, if it's a sickness, if it's poverty, if it's depression, if it's marriage issues, if it's a job issue, if it's just somebody is being a wicked person to you, I'm telling you right now, we serve a mighty powerful, almighty God. He can handle that, but he's only going to do it if you'll let him do it. You've got to cast it over to him. You've got to put it in Jesus' hands and quit trying to do it yourself. When David faced down Goliath, he said, no, the battle is the Lord's. Now, David showed up with the rocks, amen? Show up with God, do what, do what you're supposed to do, amen? You got to do your part. David showed up with those rocks and that sling, but he said, listen, no. The battle is the Lord's. You're going to die today. And I'm tired of you picking on God's people. And Goliath died that day. Why? Because he knew 
who was backing him. And when you really get the revelation on the inside of you, that it's not about how strong you are, it's about how strong the mighty God is. And if God is for you, who could ever be against you? You gotta know it, amen? Hallelujah. Isn't he good? And I believe we've got one more thing on your, uh, on your, <clears throat> on your sheet here. I've got another verse, Matthew 18, 18. Let's go. <laughs> Bonus, I thought we were done. Matthew 18, 18. Let's go to one more verse here. One more verse. Matthew 18, 18. And this is just to put the final nails in this thing. If you're still doubting, well, I don't know if we actually have authority on our end. Listen, Matthew 18, verse 18. Has anybody learned anything today? Have you received anything? Matthew 18, we're going to look at verses 18 through 19. And again, this is Jesus telling us this right here. Matthew 18, verse 18, he says, I tell you the truth. Well, would Jesus lie to you? No, he's telling you the truth. He said, I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth or whatever you bind on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. That's good news right there. Come on. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Some of you need to learn how to forbid some things from happening in your life. You need to learn how to bind the devil from working in your life because he just comes on in and you sit there and get bullied around. And I'm tired of seeing that in people's lives. Imagine this, you're sitting there, kicked back on, on your recliner, watching your favorite TV show, whatever that may be, you know, whatever, and somebody... Somebody just opens the door, comes in the house, stares at you, goes in there, opens the refrigerator, makes a sandwich, comes back in the living room, snatches the remote out of your hand and says, move. What would you do? <laughs> well, how big is the guy? All right. I'll tell you what I wouldn't do. I wouldn't move. <laughs> uh, this is my house. What would I do? I would snatch the remote back and say, get out of here. Amen. I forbid you from ever coming back. You're not allowed in here. I've got the authority in this house. Find somebody else to mess with, but it ain't going to be here. Amen. I would not let that happen. And so many Christians the devil comes in, snatches something away, says, get out of the way. This is mine now. Oh, man, I really liked that. What am I going to do now? <laughs> Stop. Use the name of Jesus. Forbid it. Bind it. Amen. Tell him to flee in Jesus' name. And he has to do it according to the word of God. But you got to know. you got to know that you've got that authority. you got to believe that you got that authority and you got to step up and start using what's been given to you. Last thing here. I don't know if this is on your outline. <laughs> I'm all over the place today. You may not personally possess the power to stop the works of the devil, but you have the authority in your own life and household to stop him in his tracks. Amen. You may not, you're not responsible for the power. Jesus will provide that. You're responsible for using the authority that you have in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't he good today? Amen. I'm all excited. Now let's go ahead and stand up together. Amen. The Lord is good.
Well, I thought Christmas was just about this and about that. Christmas is huge, man. If Jesus hadn't come into this world, we couldn't have preached anything we preached today. If Jesus hadn't come into this world, we would still be under the control of the enemy. The fact that Jesus came, that that baby was born, that changed everything right there. So it's good news for us. Listen, in just a minute, we're going to make the altars open if you need prayer for things like that. Uh, But the biggest thing, the absolute number one biggest thing that we could even say today is this, is that if you're here and you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you haven't received Jesus, or maybe you did at one point receive Jesus, but you quit living for him, we need to fix this today. It's too risky, in my opinion, to live this life without Jesus. I I just don't see how you can do it. I want to tell you today that this is the best day you will ever have to give your life back to Jesus. Today is the day of salvation. I've been praying for you this week, whether you know it or not. Maybe you've never even met me. Uh, Maybe I've never met you, but I've been praying for you that when we come to this exact moment of this service, that you would surrender your life to Jesus Christ because I know it's the only hope that you have. You are hopeless without Jesus. I want to lead us together in a prayer today and give you the perfect chance. But after this, you will not be able to stand before God and say, it's not fair. I never had a chance to change. I never had a chance to receive you. I never had a chance to give my life to you. You will be without excuse after this moment. And that's just the fact of the matter. We're going to pray a prayer together today to give our lives to Jesus, all of us together. And if you pray this, and if you actually mean this, you got to believe in your heart and say with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. You'll be saved and it will change your life forever more than anything in this entire world. I want to lead you in this prayer today. And I would ask that you humbly and reverently pray this prayer because Jesus paid a whole lot to buy you back from the devil. Say this together. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, give me the strength to live for you. My life is yours. Make me clean. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise together today? Hallelujah. Listen, uh, this is Jose right here. Everybody say, hi, Jose. All right. Listen, uh, if you're here and you prayed that prayer and you actually meant it, okay, and this is your moment of coming to Jesus for the first time, or maybe this is your moment of coming back to Jesus and you've been that lost sheep for a little while, Well, we are here today to say welcome back to the family of God. Jose is in charge of a program we have called Spiritual Personal Trainer. If you are interested in taking the next steps, uh, what we'll do is we will connect you with somebody else from church here that's a, a stable, mature Christian. They will text you every day for the next 30 days with some Bible verses, some prayers, and some devotions that you can read. We will do everything within our power to help you live for Jesus. If you want to take advantage of 
that. While we are praying for people, go over there and see Jose. And if you would say, yeah, but someone might see me go over there. Well, then guess what? Your pride is more valuable to you than heaven is valuable to you. And uh, it's just not going to work. So you may have to take a step of faith and walk over there and say, my salvation is worth more to me than my pride. Someone should do that. Amen. And so what we're going to do now is our prayer team is going to come on up together today. Amen. If you need prayer for anything at all, we want to pray with you and watch the Lord work in your life. Uh, If you've got something going on, we want to be there for you. And for all the uh, members of the Pastor Katie fan club, she's back this Sunday, so you can, you know, amen. (laughs) But there are other people up here that, you know, did learn how to pray a while back. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead. If you need prayer at all, come on up. We're going to pray with you. And if you want a spiritual personal trainer, go right now and see Jose. Amen. Your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all, all thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all, your name is the
all creation cries holy you are lifted high holy holy forever hear your people sing holy to the king of kings holy you will always be holy holy forever your name is the highest your name is the greatest your name stands above them all all thrones and dominions all powers and positions your name stands above them all your name is the highest your name is the greatest your name stands above them all, all thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all, and the angels cry, holy, all creation cries. Stands above the moon and the angels. 
here today. Uh, we'll be reverent for those that are still receiving ministry here. But we trust that you have received the word of God today. Amen. And you know, we always remind you, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Uh, James 1.22, the blessing, and you'll start to see the results of serving God when you actually do the word. Amen. And we got to do the word, then you'll start seeing the results in your life. We're going to give you a few quick reminders before we close things out here today. Of course, the the new uh, HCWC t-shirts are back there. If you've been wanting one, go grab one. Uh, There is service tonight at six o'clock. We know in this Christmas season, some of these Sunday nights have had other events going on, but there is service tonight. Six o'clock right here. And anybody that signed up for the pre-marriage class, the premarital class, will be over there next door from six to eight. And stop by the info booth back there. Susan and Heather, they got uh, the, the information packet you're going to need. And so uh, take care of that. And that'll be great. And this coming weekend is a big weekend. The Christmas concert is Friday night. Everybody ought to be here. And then Sunday morning this coming week is our huge annual Christmas. Christmas service. The kids are doing a play. Amen. The kids are performing and we've got a gift for every child and teenager this coming Sunday. And of course, Christmas dinner. So if you like to eat, if for nothing else, just, you know, come on, come on out. And it's going to be an awesome time together. Let's go ahead and we are going to close things out in prayer today. Amen. And I believe that everyone's going to have a wonderful Christmas afternoon. But before we do, What did Adam say on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. All right. Uh, That's all I got. I'll I'll bring more next. Okay. Stop. Really, you're too kind. You're too kind. Okay. Let's. uh, My wife's giving me that look. If you've been married for a while, you you know that look. You can you can feel it. I feel it in my neck right now. Okay. So, (laughs) what? I did. I did. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's go ahead. We're going to close in prayer <laughs> and then we will do our Barstow faith confession. Let's, let's bow our heads and close out in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for this Christmas season. Lord, we're celebrating you and that Jesus came to this earth to save us from Satan's power, Lord. Thank you for that gift of eternal life and for the gift of deliverance from anything that comes against us. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, this 
will be the best Christmas season that every family here has ever had. May there be peace and love and joy in every single household that is here, Father. And we thank you that we will bring you the glory. We will remember that you are the reason for the season in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. Can someone say amen today? Amen. All right, let's go ahead and we're going to speak some words of faith over Barstow. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.